Radio Free Tough Egg coming to you live from the Big Apple, Chicago, where <laughs> Donovan's at, and that's me, I'm Donovan. Uh, my name is Arthur, broadcasting from the land of love, Loveland, Ohio. There we go. Do you know why Chicago is called the Windy City? Why? Because Cleveland sucks. Oh, and it's pulling yeah, the, it pulls the and wind it's pulling the air? Yeah. Nice. You know why it's called the Big Apple? Why? Because you just want to take a bite right out of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. A big bite on account of it's uh, just a big old apple. It's large fruit, kind of a tough skin, little stem coming out the top, comes in a variety of colors. Poisonous seeds. Yes. Can yeah. dip it in peanut butter. Uh-huh. You ever do that? It's pretty good, especially with honey crisp apples. Yeah. Well, and you. Just hey, can for do, real like, though, I'm in a, I'm in my, I'm in a new honey. studio. Mm. I'm in the room where my fridge is because this apartment is laid out quite strange, but it's <laughs> it's fun. I have a door I can close if Picky's being an asshole at night. Nice. It's it's good. She's got a windowsill. She's already tried to tear down the blinds. Good. Unsuccessfully, thank God. Yeah, you want that security deposit back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, fucking fourth, fourth city for the tote bag cross-country tour. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully it's good times. Yeah. How, how, are, you, how are you doing? I am, uh, I'm doing very well. Uh, I, have, I have something I would like to share with Donovan and with the, the listening audience, because I didn't, I didn't fucking tell him this yet. I want to drop it on air. Uh, I feel like we got a real close relationship with uh, our audience, so I feel comfortable with sharing this. Um, over the course of the quarantine, my drinking accelerated a tremendous amount. And I was getting to the point where I was drinking every day, about six, eight beers a day, get done drinking those and go, eh, maybe I'll have a mixed drink or two. Yeah. Uh, and I started to have withdrawal symptoms when I wasn't oh, drinking. Oh, no. Um, real spooky, just like diaphoretic, just like sweating bullets and like. I didn't quite get to delirium tremens. Yeah, you got you got to you got to be going harder than than fucking 10 drinks a day to yeah. get to that shit. Which I can't even fathom that. 10 drinks a day was a lot to keep up with, you know. Yeah. And uh I made the decision about yeah, it's like 8 days ago as of this recording that I'm going to cease my intake of alcohol entirely. I'm quitting drinking. Right on. Yep, making this decision for my health. Uh, I got a little app for my phone. Wakes me up every morning saying like, hey, um, remember this thing you wrote on the day you decided you were going to stop drinking? And it says, I began to have withdrawal symptoms. I fear for my health. Uh, that's, a, that's, that's a good call. Yeah, it's like, are you going to drink today? And you go, nope. And you get to the end of the day, it's like, did you drink today? And so far I've been able to say, nope. And uh, I imagine it will give me some words of encouragement if I have a relapse, you know. Yeah. But uh, have, I, have you been doing all right with it? Have yeah. Been... Yeah, I really have. Like day eight, and there were there have been a couple of social situations that I have been uh, invited to that were like on the books that I would have a little pang of, damn, I wish I could fucking you know have a couple right. and loosen up at this. Uh, be a lot more fun that way. But I know that down that path leads to madness for me. So uh, I'm uh, just going to yeah. not. Yeah. Especially, especially right now. 
Like, I get the impulse uh, just for something to take the edge off of things. Yeah. I, I, I think I've mentioned, I've gone, like, more sober than I've been in probably 10 fucking years during this. Sure. I, I just, I've been lucky. I just haven't had an interest in drinking. It's just been making me feel crappy. Probably a medication interaction or something. Sure. Uh, but I'm like, and part of this, cause I'm not going to parties and shit right now, mm. but part of me is like, this is, this is great. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not spending money at bars. I never, like, I, I don't know. It, it's very rare that you wake up after going really hard and be like, that was worth it. Like, you know what I oh, mean? You're yeah. just like, oh, Let's do it God, again right now. <laughs> yeah. So shit, man. I think that's a good call. I yeah. know a lot of people in that situation right now too, where it's just intensified. And it starts to get to that that point. You, you ever been on our crippling alcoholism on Reddit? I have not, but you have you have told me tales of this subreddit where people are like giving tips on like best hangover whiskey and shit. It's it wild, man. I was reading a withdrawal story last night. Now I, I'm going to say to people that, like this is I've actually I've never you know had a, I've never been able to drink back to back, but the anxiety that people describe like I identify with very strongly. Mm. And so I'm really interested in reading this stuff in part because it's like, wow, shit could be so much worse. Oh yeah. And also in part because the people are very funny and very good writers. And it's like, yes. I, I don't know. We don't get a lot of insight into what it's actually like being an alcoholic outside yeah. of kind of the fun version, you know, but the person on there was talking about DT's dude and it's full on like, Waking up in a horrifying hallucination, yeah. trying to rip shit out of your arms, and it's IVs and a nurse coming in, and you being like, is this real? And they're like, yes. And then you black out yeah. and like come back. And it sounded fucking horrifying. Yeah. And that person was, I think that person was at uh, three fucking pints of vodka a day, Oof. which is just fuck, man. But <sighs> I can see hideous. how easy it would be because the more you get into it, the mm -hmm. worse your anxiety gets. And so you just kind of keep up and up and up and to keep up with it until you either fucking die or you stop. And mm -hmm. it's, it's horrifying. So, you know, I, obviously it sounds like we were going through was fucking bad, but good on oh, you for yeah. like seeing that first withdrawal symptom and not being like, well, I better put a bandaid on it. Well, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, it's, I'll it's, just say good for you. It's funny. Actually, a few weeks ago, uh, this was, so I've been, it's been a week sober. Uh, and a couple weeks before that, I had noticed, like, I would get nauseous in the evening if I wasn't drinking. Oof. And I looked it up, and it was like, oh, yeah, that's a fucking alcohol withdrawal symptom, my guy. You have been drinking way too much. And so I'm like, fuck, what do you do about it? And I found a website that was like, uh, you can taper with, uh, with a couple beers. And, like, yeah. so you start to feel nauseous, you have a beer, uh, and, you know, that'll kind of clear up your nausea, and then you just, you know... Two beers the first night, one beer the next night, no beers after that, no withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Um, and so I did that. And then I went and house sat for my sister and got fucking wasted all weekend. <laughs> and woke up, the, you know, woke up Monday morning, like, feeling like absolute death. And I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm at work. Like, I had to wake up early and go into work. So I'm like, walking around the department store, just sweating bullets, like my fucking polo shirt is soaked through. And yep. like... There's, like, sweat pooling at the top of my cloth mask. I look like a raccoon, you know, and it's just oh, it's just pouring man. down my face. And people are looking at me like, oh, is Arthur okay? And that's when I sat down in my car and I looked at myself in the rearview mirror and I said, I'm a fucking alcoholic. God damn, man. 
Again, though, like fucking good on you for recognizing that and like taking action because it's fucking hard. Yeah. And especially with the external sources of anxiety right now, it's extra hard. And it's it's just easy, and, and especially with just kind of all the time we have with no expectations of just kind of mm-hmm. sitting around, it's easy to just let that momentum build up and get carried away with. It. So. I figured when I would when I got back to work, I would be a little less, but I kind of fucking accelerated actually. So, yeah, because that's more anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. It is structure, but it's also it's also fucking more. But shit, man, I'm proud of you for, for getting off of that. And thank you. You know, to anybody out there listening who might be in a similar situation, uh, just may, maybe take take notice of that. You know? Yeah, keep an maybe eye on yourself. Switch from the liquor to the beer. Anything you can do to just tone it down a bit is always gonna is always gonna be better than not doing anything at all. Right. I don't know. I hear a lot of people on uh on our CAA talking about that. We're like drinking liquor constantly, but now they're on beer for a few weeks and they, you know, the tapering stuff you're talking about gradually get, they might not completely quit, but they get to a better point where they're not, you know, dissolving on the inside. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It is a solvent alcohol. So Jesus Christ. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so fucking, you know, support to to anybody out there in a similar situation because it's understandable. It's fucking bad times, but we're going to get through it. Eat some fucking kratom, dude. That's, That's an idea. <laughs> I'm an evangelist for that shit. I was talking. It's to good. Her. It's enough of a little buzz to cut the anxiety, but it's like, I don't know. It's cheap and it's legal, and it's, I haven't really had any issues with it. I don't it. know, man. Good I'm, source I'm just, of fiber. I'm just out here raw dog in reality. Yeah, I'm not at that point yet. Someday, <laughs> <laughs> someday. But well, at least not the booze for me. All right. Support beams everywhere yeah. for all you uh, with the alcohol issues. Yeah. I look forward to the uh, end of the episode when I'm still coherent. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be, but that's just because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I've been in such a goofy mood. And this is so. This first question. This is going to be good for a goofy mood. We got it. We got a variety of ones in here. We got some serious ones. This one. Well, let's let's find out. I just liked the title. I feel like I just got cocked by my own sex toy. (laughs) So I decided to spice things up in the bedroom and bought a cock sleeve that adds quite a bit of girth and length. Genuinely didn't think much of it besides my girlfriend enjoying it and it just being hot. To be clear, she has never made me feel like I was lacking in size. Quite the opposite, actually. I never felt like it was a problem. I think I'm average, but I know how to use it. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, today I used it for the first time. My girlfriend is always noisy, which I love. She always seems to enjoy my size regardless of if I have anything on. But today when I used the cock sleeve on her, she seemed to go wild on it with every thrust. I ended up feeling really inadequate. I thought she would enjoy it, but it made me feel like I'm not enough or could be better for the first time. A lot of thoughts went through my head after. Maybe she wished I was bigger. Maybe she would always prefer me using it, but wouldn't tell me as to not hurt me. Maybe I'm it enough, and maybe I'm not enough, I assume, and she just doesn't want to hurt my feelings. I don't know. Am I overthinking this? I just feel like my natural size is not enough anymore. Thought it was great before, especially because she said it was perfect for her, and she still says my size is perfect for her, but I find it hard to believe 
after seeing her reaction to the sleeve. That is right, right? I, I just feel not enough anymore. God, I actually wish I never brought this toy to the bedroom now. Help, guys. I really don't know how to think rationally right now. TLDR, GF enjoyed sex sleeve more than I expected. <laughs> now I feel inadequate. And that was posted by Uvif. Uvif, uh, if you're a listener of Radio Free Topag, you know that I am a sex toy enthusiast. I own a variety. Uh, I got a bunch of different uh, tools and toys. I even ordered some stuff today. Maybe you're going to hear about that on a later episode. But uh, <laughs> this is one genre of toy that I have never had any interest in because I think that this is the only possible outcome for using one of those. You like you put on the thing that makes your dick bigger and then you have sex with somebody and then they're like, cool, your dick was like huge. That was great. And you're like, oh, fuck, that means my dick is small. <laughs> yeah which isn't necessarily the case like it you know maybe it's be- maybe it's better with the sleeve i mean it would be better if uh you could install like a fucking gyroscopic like fucking suction system in a vagina you know what i mean like there's all like yeah through technology you can improve anything right and you improved your fonts and now you're like wow i have to use the technology to get up to that level yeah probably so just don't bring the fucking thing in in the first place is my thought I also think, though, that, that part of this couldn't, it might not be that, like, oh, this is objectively better. I wish it was like this all the time. But sometimes having things be different is fun. Sure. And I, this is different for everyone. I know there are women who bigger dick is always better. Mm-hmm. There's one that that's fucking, there's ones that that's fucking worse. And it's, like, painful and just not sustainable. Right. Uh, and and I I think a lot of people fall into the category of, like, so just a change up like this adds a lot, but you you don't want this consistently. Do you see what I'm saying? It's yeah. not like, oh, this is so much better. I want this all the time. It's like a fucking dessert item. Like you can eat a chocolate bar and it's fucking rad. But if you go to replace all your food with chocolate, that's you're gonna get so fucking sick of you it. Will it's grow not sustainable. To chocolate. Like and I'm sure there's a different feeling to the sleeve versus your penis, both in terms of like size, which can get kind of irritating. As well as uh, just like texture and shit. I don't mm-hmm. know. Your dick's warm. I don't know if Keats going through this silicone thing or, or however it works. Um, but but I, I think this is mostly in your head here. Yeah. If it's causing a lot of issues and you're not able to work through this yourself, eh, maybe reel it back a little bit on the on the sleeve. Um, but I think this is something you could probably work through because again, like she's not. All, you're you're putting all these words in your mouth or in her mouth, and I understand like there's kind of a logic to that, but like she's telling you you're good, mm-hmm. and the sleeve's good sometimes too. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's uh, I don't think she's trying to like indirectly be like you better always wear that sleeve. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, but I don't know, man. I'm gonna hit shit if she likes the sleeve more too. Again, it, it just doesn't fucking matter. It's like comparing yourself to a dildo or something. It doesn't right. fucking matter. <laughs> like, you can do that sometimes and sometimes not. I don't know. I just, I, I, I think, I think, uh, work on the self-confidence a little bit, a little bit more. here. Yeah. And this, this person said that, uh, uh, didn't think much of it besides my girlfriend enjoying it and it just being hot. Thought it was hot yeah. using the sleeve. So, cause it, it, cause it's a, you know, it's, it is fun. 
throwing fucking something in there that changes things up. That's that's like that's always fun. Well, not always, but <laughs> typically that's a fun thing. <laughs> throwing, just throw something in there. Fucking yeah. have a mayonnaise. Get it in there. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think I would try to work through this by yourself first. Another thing would just be opening up about these insecurities. You know, it seems like it kind of done that a little bit. Um, and she's, you know, been, been positive towards you. She's, she's been reassuring. Um, cause I know, so I wouldn't lean into that too much also, cause it's never fun to just have to deal with somebody's insecurity, especially if it's really not a problem for her, right. but you're constantly feeling anxious about this. This that's going to cause more issues than I think the size of your PP compared to the size of the sleeve PP. Sleeve PP. So, that's, I don't know. That's that's where I'm at with this. You're, have you ever used one of the sl- these sleeves? Nope. I didn't know this was a thing. Nope, it's totally a thing. And I remember seeing them and being like, "It's it's like a thick rubber thing that's gonna really it's really gonna put a barrier between me and my partner. I'm not gonna. It's feel, just like a yeah, like a big condom." It's like a big condom, or like, I was thinking that the only way that it would even be remotely enjoyable is if it had, like, texture on the inside, like a flashlight. Yeah. But then it's like you're fucking a rubber toy inside your partner. Yeah, and I imagine that's getting, like, dislodged and shit. Yeah. You know, I, like, you can't, you can't be penetrating with the thing while penetrating the thing at the same time without like that rhythm getting all fucked. I don't, I've, I just, that, that, that just seems, that doesn't seem good. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I never fucked with him. I never, never even considered it. I saw him and was like, huh, that seems stupid. Yeah. And, that, and that's kind of where I'm sitting here reading about it. I don't know. Other option, murder the sleeve. Just kill the yeah, sleeve kill violently. It, roll it in a it. park carpet and throw it off a bridge. There you go. The sleeves. The sleeve has. Uh, the sleeve has gone out to the old farm. Uh, he wanted to enjoy the open spaces a little bit more. So the sleeve. That's the tale you can tell and forget about it. That's, that's another option. Fucks with the fishes. <laughs> He's sleeving with the fishes. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, wait. That was about a big condom. This one's this about next regular one's about ones. a regular. Yeah. Fucking A. It's about normal ass ones. Hey, men. Men. Is using a condom really as bad as you make it out? Honestly, like, what's it really like? Do you actually lose that much sensitivity? Is it that uncomfortable? This was posted by Devil Angel 9. Personally, uh, no. Not, like, not really. I don't lose that, that much sensitivity. Because, I don't know, you get the thin ones. Mm-hmm. It's not right as hand. good, but it's like a 9 versus a 10. Sure. And, like, I would definitely take that nine with, like, a new partner for, you know, health and safety reasons. the benefits that it provides, Rather than risk it for, like, the tiny little bonus amount of pleasure. Like, with a partner, you know, normally you can kind of figure something out. You both get tested, that sort of thing. Um, But, like, that's kind of, that's different, you know? I don't, if I'm hooking up with somebody for the first time, I'm typically not like, oh, boy. I hope they don't ask me to use a condom because it's like, I don't know, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One it, other thing sure. is that it does provide protection against uh, uh, genital chafing. Mm. If you ever like raw dog for like multiple kind of rounds, I don't know if everybody gets this, but at least me, they get, you can get a little, a little too much friction. 
irritate huh. my penis, and then I have to wear a condom, otherwise it just doesn't feel good. Interesting. So, it's got an upside to it for me. I have not encountered that, but then again, I am not nearly as much of a sexual Tyrannosaurus as you are, apparently. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's more... I just got... I got sensitive fucking skin. Sure. When it comes down to it. To, like, shit, like, any kind of, uh, like, friction. Yeah. You know, all over my... It's just not good. And I, I get, uh, like... I get a little bump. The hair follicles get, like, fucked up. Hmm. I got a hot condom tip. You want to hear my hot condom tip? Yeah. So when you're using a condom, you probably want to use lube. A lot of them come pre-lubricated, right? Here's the Here's the hot tip. You put a little lube inside the condom. (laughs) Is that good? I mean, I I feel like that would have me slipping, slipping out of it. No, it's fucking great. You don't put a, you don't like fill the reservoir tip with the fucking lube, you know? Just a little bit? Just a little dabble, do you? And then what happens is as the condom moves over the penis, you get an extra level of, of sensation. You get a little more. I feel that, but it's not. It's not so much that it's like sliding off, right? Okay. And huh. the, the I never band, tried that. I like that. Yeah, the band holds it too. Like it stays. Like the top moves. Ah, true. But the band keeps it in place at the base. You got to keep it in there place at the go. base. You do got to keep it in place at the base. Um, but yeah, I, I think, and I think that's the answer from like most guys I know. I think the general consensus is like, yeah, I mean, it's fucking better without one. Yeah. But it ain't that big of a deal. Some people are more against that. I got friends who are like, fucking hate them and it ruins it for them. And I just, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know how that's, how that's possible. I, <laughs> it, just, it doesn't seem that much. Like I said, it's not as good, but it just does it's, it's not bad. Yeah. I certainly prefer it and have uh made prefer it without and have made the risky decision uh on a hookup to go without. Um but it's always like the next day you wake up and you're like, Is that a is that a fucking do I have oh my god <laughs> you know, it's like it's oh, not yeah. it's not really yeah. worth the anxiety. And uh so you just just fucking wrap it before you tap it, folks. Just just use a fucking condom. Yeah. Well with you know, with new partners and all that. And if you want the full thing, and I've also just kind of benefited from kind of like saving that aspect for people I'm in relationships with, and then it's kind of like extra nice because you don't, you know, you don't, you don't typically, don't typically do it without the gun. Sure, but, sure. So it's like a special thing. Yeah, TLDR men are fucking piss babies. Just put the fucking <laughs> half quarter millimeter thin condom. Fuck it. You can see your dick through the condom. Like it's not that thick. It's not like yeah. it's a, you know, frosted glass where you could you can clearly see your penis through it. Do you, do you have Come any, on. Do you have any brand recommendations? I get the purple Durex ones. Sure. Regular size with some of the uh, <laughs> some of the, none of the tingling fucking any of that garbage. Just yeah, the fucking yeah. standard ass uh, super thin one. That's a hat on a Whatever Disney the gray hat, Trojans that. are, those those work well. You know, it's like the same thing. I want you to. I want to slow up, and I want to make sure we get the, a clear pickup on that joke that I just made because I'm very proud of it. <laughs> what was it? That tingling stuff is a hat on a Jimmy hat. You don't need that. <laughs> a hat on a Jimmy hat. Are you familiar with the phrase "a hat on a hat"? Right. Oh. I am, but I, I, I didn't put that together. Yeah, I don't know see, if I've used that one too. Comedy often. is way better when you can explain it. <laughs> <laughs> comedy is way better when your co-host isn't a fucking bumbling idiot <laughs> like myself. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right.
use condoms, get it, you know, and your partner and you're comfortable without them, and fucking do that. Be hat. safe. That's the general idea. On a Jimmy. Yeah, then don't put the hat on the hat. But you can put... Uh, <laughs> do it. Wait a second. Do you it. You can't put a... I was going to say a girlfriend on your face. Mm-hmm. But the question is, boyfriend wants to sit on his face, but I'm scared. <laughs> and I think that's a typo. Yeah. I really hope that's a typo. There should be a me in there somewhere. Yeah. Once, okay, wants me to sit on his face. <laughs> boyfriend and wants to sit on his My boyfriend had six ribs removed so he could eat his own ass. <laughs> you get two for the dick, you got to get six out for, for the ass. That's, that's true. The, that's the truth. <laughs> All right. Okay, it is it it is the girl. Thank God. Uh, my boyfriend, twenty three, and I, twenty four, have been together for five years, and he has asked me if I could sit on his face while he eats me out. I like the idea, but I'm terrified I'm gonna hurt him because I'm bigger than he is. I keep telling him next time because I don't want to tell him the real reason. Does anyone have any advice they could share? I was posted by Miss Four. Fortune, but with the like the number four. Sure. Um, if I were you, if I was the female partner in the situation, I would push him to the ground and squat on his fucking dome so fucking fast. He's asking for it. He wants this. Uh, and he's just—it's just going to be a bone of contention. If it never happens, he's just going to be like, "Why won't you sit on my fucking face?" I asked nicely. Uh, right. So there's a certain amount of of risk that you assume when somebody is going to smother your fucking entire like cranium in, with like thighs and vagina. You know, you you assume this risk, and uh, you can do it safely and just get ready for like when he taps out, just get ready to fucking leap. You know. Right. And if it goes, I mean, if it goes bad, you can be like, you kept fucking asking for this. Right. I told you it wasn't a good idea. I think it's going to be fine, though, because, like, despite kind of the vernacular people use, like, all your weight is not on this dude's face. You know, you're not curled into a ball balanced on his fucking teeth. (laughs) Oh, God, that was, that was a horrible thought. You know what I mean? You, You got your... You got your uh, knees and shins on either side. You can kind of like raise or lower yourself. Yes. And uh, it's it's fucking great. Yeah. And part of the appeal is like kind of you're just you're buried in the coochie. Mm-hmm. It's great. Like that's that's not a bad thing. And uh, I don't know. You're, you guys have been dating for five years. He knows how big you are. He's into it. Yeah. And he's down for you to sit on his face. So I I, I, I think this will be all right. Just... Like Arthur was saying, maybe even look online about kind of different ways to go about it. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I've been with I've been with some women who are uh, definitely on the thicker end, and this was never an issue. I personally way more into it when you got a when you got a big butt on your face. It's That's wonderful. True. That's true. Wonderful. You love a big butt. Uh, when you when a woman sits on your face, do you prefer her? to be oriented in such a way that her knees are pointing towards the top of your head or her knees are pointing towards uh, your feet? See, I've always done, yeah, pointing towards top of head because otherwise you got mustache in your pussy, and that's not good. Mm, that's true. Hmm. I've, I could feel the other way, though. Like, I guess it's like a 69. 69-ing, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. But typically, if it's just like a face-sit situation, uh, knees 
towards head in, in my experience. Sure. Because then you get, the tongue has access to more of the facilities. Right. <laughs> that orientation. I like the word facilities for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a little yeah. key card. You can swipe to get into the facility. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have like a janitor comes around occasionally and like replenishes the, the products or whatever. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, I guess final thing on this though, like if you, on the other hand, if you are really opposed to this or are very, very self-conscious, it's totally within your rights to just tell him you don't want to fucking do this. True. And he, he's got to fucking lay off if that's the case. Um, I mean, cause that's, you don't have to do anything you don't, you don't want to do ultimately. Always. But I would say if, if, if the self-consciousness is coming down to you being bigger and worried about him getting like hurt by that somehow. Like I, I just, I don't think that's going to happen. And I think it'd be a worth a, a shot there. But again, you have no obligation to do this. So you're, you're be totally okay to just flat out say, you're not going to do it. Right. Yeah. But if, if you have any inclination that you might enjoy this, fucking sit on that face. And I think it will, because it's fun. It's yeah, fucking it's, great. It's just fun. It's a power move. Like, you get to kind of claim, you know, because you're kind of in control of that whole situation. Like, you're 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 stuck here. <laughs> enjoy oh, yeah. The, enjoy I, this poos. Absolutely. You can, you can get some kind of dominant aspect into it, and that opens up a whole fucking cornucopia of, of fun shit you can do. True. But, you know, whatever whatever you want to do. Uh, good luck with with uh, whatever you pick. It's it's all. Hey Donovan, what's that? I'm extremely picky. Picky. I'm extremely picky. I was hoping she was gonna hoping she was gonna run in <laughs> and uh, a little, no little, little trill. That would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I am extremely picky with girls, and I'm loosing my mind. Please help. M18. Is that a grenade? M18. Maybe a rifle. Sure. I don't know. That's something. I'm not just looking for some model to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sure. (laughs) All right. I really want a committed relationship with someone, but I have a type, and if someone's not that type, I am not interested. I get hit on by plenty of girls who I am completely not interested in and have zero attraction for, but every once in a while I find a girl who I immediately fall in love with and would do literally anything to make her happy. And when this happens, I always uh, get the wants-to-take-it-slow girl. So I'm here wanting to love this person while not knowing if it's okay to hold her hand, which really fucks me up. Opening my options isn't an option either, because I've tried that, and I end up breaking up with them and breaking their heart, which I hate doing, all because I never thought they were attractive in the first place. So am I supposed to want to do anything? I have a potential girl right now that I really like and want to give her the world. And uh, would be through with her through thick and thin and just make her happy. But she seems uh, very interested and then not as much. And then super interested and then not as much. I don't know if she doesn't want me to do anything yet or hold her hand or sit next to her, etc. I just can't read her and I'm losing my damn mind. PLDR, I'm very picky with women and immediately fall in love with someone I actually like. I have a potential with someone right now, but I can't read her or know what she wants, and I don't know what to do. And this was posted by Chance710. Jesus Christ. I don't think it's that you just happen to always be into the wants to take it slow, girls. 
it's fucking you who is leaning super hard into this shit and spooking uh-huh. people uh-huh. because nobody on the first date wants someone to tell them I'm going to be with you through thick and thin and shit <laughs> that just comes off as bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> That's what dating yeah. is. I'll you got to, like, you got to build up to things. If you got terminal cancer, I would sit by your bedside every day. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. We met on Tinder an hour ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So what's so what's happening is uh this guy is really good at playing it cool when he's not into the girl. If he yeah. he can, you know, just keep it, you know, and maybe he's even charming and smooth. Maybe he's even kind of got it going on in that way. Um but he's just not super interested. But the second he has that spark, he just fucking and like wants to, you know, dive in to uh, this this uh, committed relationship he's looking for. And the thing is, when you're developing a romantic relationship someone with someone, it isn't committed at first. Right. So And, and you, you gotta, like, try with quite a few people. Like, it's uh-huh. typically pretty difficult to, like, find the right person who checks all the boxes. And again, that's, that's fucking normal. <laughs> it's... Yeah. I, like, I... I, I I would be shitting on this dude a lot more if he was even a few years older. Like, I will cut right. this dude some slack because he's 18. And I know what, like, when I was a fucking teenager, I had a little bit of this. I was a fucking, just, you, you become just, you're dumb. It's a new fucking experience. Yeah, you get consumed. You don't know how to navigate it. The feelings are so fucking intense. And you don't also don't know how anything works. Yeah. So, like, oh, you're like, oh, I, wow, like the, like, the love feelings are instantly there. And if you're coming to a date with that kind of feeling with somebody who doesn't know you or just met you, that's going to be off-putting no matter what, unless you can fucking keep it cool. Yeah. And again, the, what, what Arthur, you were saying about him being all right with girls he's not, in, not that into, it's because you got no skin in the game. You have no, yeah. you know, you, you're doing the chill thing because you're not interested. Yeah. You just got to fake that chill thing when you are interested. Until that becomes just kind of second nature to you, you know, to respect people and not fucking love bomb them on date number one. Because that's fucking crazy. And I just, this is also at an age, I feel like, where, like, if you get the wrong advice or the the wrong mindset with this, you could end up being some fucking nice guy turd, which you are edging on right now. And you do not want to be that. (laughs) Because <laughs> yeah. you're not going to fucking have any happy relationship if if you go around, you know, shitting on people for not being into you. you how know? many? It's not a slight. How many katanas and fedoras do you think this guy owns? Oh man, he's buried in them. <laughs> so his clothes are woven together katanas. That wow. I don't know how. What would yeah. that look like? Well, you get that, like, the shitty kind of, like, mall ninja type steel. Right, I mean, right. You could, like, bend and, bend and weave that stuff. Okay. Probably wouldn't be very comfortable, but Great. this dude's not very comfortable with being, with making other people comfortable, so maybe he <laughs> deserves the katana shirt to yeah. learn a little lesson. Great slashing protection, not that good against strike damage. But. <laughs> yeah, bad sweat observation. Absor- yeah. Horrible uh, insulation. Yeah, you're going to want to spec into some pyromancy for flash sweat because your fire <laughs> resistance is going to be nothing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I want a katana shirt item in like Dark Souls or something. Yeah. Right 
You got anything else to say to this this fucking child? Chill the fuck out and fucking yeah. like before you go on a date, before you go out, just fucking blast some rope. Just blast one out before you go out. <laughs> Get the poison out. For real though, that I mean that is honestly a good move, yeah. especially at that age when like a lot of it is sex drive, mm-hmm. like making the emotions so fucking intense. Mm-hmm. Just give her the something about Mary. Yeah. And uh, and just put less expectation on things and on yourself. Sure. <laughs> you know, like, cut yourself some slack with this and also, just you don't... see what go in on a blank slate. See what happens. Not, oh, my God, I, I have to make this work. Wanting, you're not. Wanting, <laughs> wanting a committed relationship at that age is totally understandable and maybe even admirable because there are some guys that go the other way and they're like, I'm just going to have as much sex as humanly possible. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> You're like that. Who would who would do that? <laughs> um, teenage Dono. Oh God! What yeah, a nightmare. hit a hit a mid ground on that. You know, maybe play the field and see what happens. See what develops with somebody. Yeah, it's the only. It's literally the only way to like have a happy, fucking, fulfilling relationship. You got to get to that level with yourself. You cannot fucking force that to happen. True. And why would you want to? God, fucking damn. Think, think of other people, you know? <laughs> Consider their feelings. Right. Move to Philly. Hey, hey, speaking of considering feelings, start a, start a uh, art rock band. What was the last part of that? Uh, start a noise band. Uh, or was it buy a loft? Get 15 roommates. Start a noise band. <laughs> start some kind of salsa company. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Evergreen advice right there. Thank you. Hannibal. I fucked up. I fucked up my uh, my segue. Oh, we shit. were talking about feelings, Arthur. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of feelings. Living with an anxious person. Oh, yeah. How's that for some feeling? It's pretty, pretty <laughs> intense. <clears throat> you gonna be okay? It does. It does. And you gotta, you gotta respect them. Let's, uh, let's, let's see what's going on. So I am 30. I've been with my wife, F30. For 11 years now. By nature, she is a really anxious person, and it is really starting to impact our lives together. Mostly, in fact, our sexual life. So I am a really physical guy. Surprise! Whoa. <laughs> Spooked me. And her, because of her anxiety, her libido is mostly off. I've tried everything to relax her in hopes to be intimate, but this morning she explained to me how she feels and I really don't know what to do. She told me it stresses and pressures her when I try to be intimate with her, and she mostly forces herself to have sex just because she does not want to lose me. Hmm. On the other hand, if I let her take the first steps, not to pressure her, it stresses her also because she knows I want to do stuff and she doesn't. And lastly, just to add a coding, when she rejects me, it's almost always in a categoric-slash-aggressive manner. So I'm in a nice situation, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Help, as posted by Netherius. Damn, Netherius. Uh, my first recommendation would be to ensorcel her with a name like that. You got some fucking, you got some sorceries you can cast that might be helpful in the situation. <laughs> His name sounds it's like potions. a wizard's name, folks. <laughs> it truly does. Uh, the real advice here is you gotta, you gotta fucking back up. Uh, with the sex, 
you like you know you so your needs are not going to be met for some time uh she's your fucking wife man you've been together 11 years and you got to give her the space to get to a to get to a place where she can feel more comfortable in her own flesh um that said she will have to be making effort in that direction uh on her own time uh because like Anxiety is the kind of thing where you can have anxiety about your anxiety and then anxiety about seeking help for the anxiety. Um, And it's like just a real recursive kind of mental illness. So she's going to have to seek help. And, you know, that's probably going to take the form of therapy, uh, which I think everyone should be in therapy, like categorically across the board. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody should be dealing with their shit. Um, and if the relationship is good and you guys have something uh, good together, then her taking care of her mental illness will improve your sex life. Right. And you, you got to address the base problem here. You yeah. can't just get the sex to work without addressing everything else because it's like absolutely predicated on her being able to be comfortable. Because like, again, as you're describing it, you know, you you don't want you don't want her to be having sex just because like she just is like a duty to you. Yeah, that is that the sucks. fucking pits. It's that's that's awful. And I do like I do sympathize with your situation. It, it, I'm sure it's frustrating and like anxiety is especially a tough one because like especially like for me if I'm really in an anxious episode I can't even fucking articulate like mm. a, a good answer to that like a good response to like not wanting to be into sex. Sometimes medication can, can also like lower your libido. I don't know if she has had any treatment that could be, that could be part of it too. Um, but that the, the point being that like, there's just, there's the, you mentioning that she's like kind of aggressive when she rejects you that like, that's also a part of this anxiety because you just yeah. feel so you feel threatened basically. Yeah. And you can't articulate what it is, so you can't be like, hey, this thing, you know. Uh, or if it's something like this where you're already in an anxious place, your husband's coming, you know, at you. And, you like, you want things to be working and all that. It's not like she just wants to call off sex forever, I'm fucking sure. Uh, but if you're in that anxious moment, like, you just can't articulate that. And if you're really having it, and your husband's like, oh, come on, like, we never do this. I understand being like, fuck off <laughs> because yeah. it sucks. Like it just feels so, so fucking bad. Um, all, all that to say, uh, a- another thing with this is that like low libido is a, a pretty strong symptom uh, of anxiety, of depression, of a lot of things. Yeah. And I, like I have done this personally. I think a lot of people, sometimes like don't realize that, that that can be a sign of something more severe. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, I'm not in the mood and that's never a fun feeling. So maybe you just start trying to avoid it. Mm. Um, but I like, I, I would just in framing wanting her to get help. I would like, you really got to stress that this isn't about, you know, I want you to do this so we can have sex. Yeah. It's got to be I want you to do this so, you know, that you're you're not feeling terrible all the fucking time and and you don't have to deal with this and, you know, I'm not putting stress on you with with things like this. You definitely got to say 
you got to give her like a blank slate too of like of not putting any pressure on her at all not fucking asking about this right i think for for the first kind of stages of treatment there just to show you know like i'm you understand you sympathize with what she's going through and you're not gonna exacerbate it even though that means a personal sacrifice for you which again that sucks but i don't think there's another way to do this so I mean, this is horrible all around. Yeah. And I, I've been there, Arthur. I'm sure you've been something similar to some capacity. Yep. Uh, I've been on both so I'm just saying, you, you got to lean into the caring and loving feelings here to get through this. And you, you got to recognize that, like, uh, it, you should be focused on her, basically. Absolutely. It's time, it's Lack time of to sex be a nurturer. Sucks. Right. That, that That is your sacrifice you're making to help, to help her out. You got to frame it like that. And, uh, I, I mean, doing something like that shows a lot of fucking care for somebody. And I think her saying that's going to help and maybe help her, you know, get into some kind of treatment if she, if she hasn't done that already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm fucking sorry to hear this, but it's, it's rough and it's going to be rough. Um, but it's just, it's kind of what you got to go through to make this work. Lastly, just to add a coding, if you have sex with her when you know that she doesn't want to have sex with you, fuck you. Right. Right. Don't do uh, that. You can't do yeah. that. It, it, it sucks. And it, it seems they're, you know, aware of this now, too. At least they're articulating that, you know, have a problem with that, as yeah. far as I can tell. That's but, good. But if you don't... Mm. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely fucked. Yeah. Fucking a good good luck out there. For real. This is a bad time to be dealing with anxiety especially, so I, I hope I hope you can find some kind of peace and and help with this. Me too. Okay, can we do a funny one before we end? Hell yeah, let's do it. You ready for the funny <laughs> one? Here it comes. <laughs> My 23F BF33M assumes shark week means anal week. So I tried anal with my boyfriend for the first time recently, and we both enjoyed it. I've been having anal whenever he's requested it during sex, but he seems to assume shark week means that he's, that's what he's getting. When I'm on my period, sometimes I don't feel well, emotionally, physically, gastrointestinally, and the last thing I want is something in my ass. <laughs> he asked to have sex, and I told him another day, since I didn't feel like it and I was on my period, I never turned him down. And he keeps pressing the issue, saying that my period is no problem, and he just fucked me in the ass since I enjoyed it, or I can blow him. Uh. I almost never say no to sex, uh, so it's not like he's being deprived. I also typically let him do anal whenever he wants. How can I get him to understand that just because there are other holes doesn't mean he's obligated to always use them? Posted by Unicorn Hunter 23 <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay, maybe maybe the meat of this there is some serious meat to this yeah. question. I will say though, I st I don't know what is with the shark week. Where, where did that you never come heard, in? You'd never heard that? Shark week and anal? Well shark is that week. A thing? No, I know what shark week is, yeah. but what is that associated with anal? Because the vagina is uh to some men of of weak stock unavailable <laughs> during the period. Oh, they call the period shark week. See, you didn't know what Shark Week No, was. I thought they were talking about Shark Week. I thought it was like a tradition for some reason. Watch sharks and then do some anal. <laughs> what the fuck? I can't believe you had never heard uh, the period referred to as Shark Week. 
Literally never, dude. Literally never. This makes a lot more sense. I was hoping for something that was going to... Like, damn, this is a cultural phenomenon I'm unfamiliar with. Yeah, I didn't know Nat Geo had such a profound impact on people putting stuff in each other's butts. (laughs) Or was it Discovery? Anyway. Okay, so yeah, this seems like it's coming from the misconception. What's the fucking... What's the stupid uh, line or what... Like, when the road runs red, you take the dirt path or whatever? Oh, I had never heard that. That sucks. I thought that was a. I thought that was a common one. See, you didn't Man, know Shark I guess... Week. I didn't know when the road runs red, you take the dirt path. <laughs> you only know fucking a. You only if they said the, that shit on Cheers, I'd one. know it. Yeah, I've 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 read this shit somewhere. Okay. There, there. I feel like there is a common misconception among probably, a lot of guys. It was probably that, like that's the thing, right? Like, okay, you're bleeding. See, so you, you know, it's not going to be fun doing that. But like your butt's good, and like that's not the fucking case because periods come with cramps and fucking nausea and all kinds of shit. Yeah, and so like anal's fucking worse than doing yeah, it, right? You know where the blood's coming from, and and I'm sure for fucking a lot of people, uh, you know that guy. I think that could be innocent misunderstanding, and maybe educate this fucking idiot on this. It, any. Any person who is very experienced with sex and with, like, long-term relationships and having sex with the same partner for a long time is going to be in the proud owner of a red towel. Put the red towel down. <laughs> if she doesn't right. want to do anal, but she doesn't want to turn down sex. I think it's, it's like, it's how aggressive you're being about, like, oh, well, we can't do that, so let's just do the other shit. I think that's right. at least part of it. And it, there are also, I'm sure... Days where she doesn't want to have sex with you. And that has to be fine. That has to be fine. If it's not yeah. fine for you, fuck you. It's just like and, the other guy. Right. You, you you gotta make... I mean, that's not even that much of a fucking sacrifice here. No. Like, it's just like, occasionally, you gotta, you gotta be fucking respecting your partner and you're not. This also just got infinitely worse for me because this gal is 23 and this guy is 33. And if you don't fucking understand periods to this degree when you're 33, that's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Man's goofing. The combo of that and dating somebody 10 years younger than you, uh, it sketches me out. I do not like that. I don't enjoy that even remotely. Um, you, you would anticipate a man of such advanced age. He's fucking, he's a year older than I'm going to be in uh, a couple weeks here, turning 32 uh, yeah, happy birthday to me in a couple weeks. But, uh, yeah, I knew this shit when I was, like, 17. You know? It's just... Yeah. I don't fucking get people. Like, how are you gonna go this far in your life? I assume you kind of, you, know, you probably got, like, a decent job. You got your own place. You know, you kind of got some stuff going on in your life. And you don't understand that you can still put the PP in the VV when there's blood coming out of it. I don't know. It's just it's just mad fucking ignorant. Yeah. Like I thought this was two 23-year-olds initially and it's still shitty, but I was like I don't know, a lot of dudes are fucking morons. Maybe he genuinely doesn't understand. This big age disparity and him being fucking 33 and still fucking pressing you on this shit when you're like I'm not feeling good. That's yeah. really fucked, yeah. you know? And that makes me think Potentially, like, not only is he ignorant 
but like he's so goddamn selfish that maybe he's going after you know a woman quite a bit younger than him because of that power imbalance mm-hmm. and because maybe you don't have experience with guys being really fucking pushy and shitty to this degree and that's really really fucked up and that's really not fair to you um so i mean if we if we have that correct i would fucking dump this guy horns go that fucking far yeah we're bringing back the horns for this one what's up and it sucks because i thought it was going to be a fun question about fucking sharks and watching sharks and butt stuff, but this fucking creep decided to fuck it up. Yeah. So fuck you, 33M and uh, 23F. Just find somebody who doesn't fucking treat you like that. That fucking yeah. sucks, and I'm sorry you're dealing with it. Yeah. He asked to have sex. I told him another day since I don't feel like it. That should be the end of that sentence. But And the fucking, she's saying oh, she always reciprocates. Like, she clearly is like, yeah, have a healthy sex life yeah. going. But then it stops off for one day, and this dude's throwing a little bitch fit. It's fucking dumb. Well, well, can't I just fuck you in the ass? I don't feel well. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Get him really fucking hungover. Oh, yeah. He wakes up awful. Walk in with a strap on and be like, yo, I'm going to peg you. And he's going to be like, oh, God, that sounds fucking awful. And he'd be like, well, that's what you're trying to do to me, you fucking prick. Yeah. Fucking A. Yeah. Don't like him. I stand by those horns at this point. Absolutely. After Absolutely. talking it through a little bit and examining that age disparity, I think you need to uh, bounce. Absolutely. So good luck to you. And uh, I mean, I'll also say, I think there might have been a seed of a good idea there. Maybe Shark Week, everybody does anal. It could be fun. You know, you know what? It's a weird contrast. <laughs> when is Shark Week? Hold on. <laughs> I think it's soon. Shark Week. 2020. Uh, Shark Week 2020, the 32nd installment of Discovery Channel's yearly franchise dedicated to the Predators of the Sea is almost upon us. The festivities kick off Sunday, August 9th, and run through the 16th. So, uh, Radio Free Tote Bag listeners, I would like to encourage you to, between August 9th and August 16th, uh, have some anal sex. <laughs> if, if you and your partner are both into it. Yes. We shouldn't have to state, but this fucking 33-year-old apparently doesn't know this shit. He <laughs> doesn't know the rules. If anybody tries this out, if we can get a little a little trend going, yeah. post post some shit in the question box. We'd we'd love to hear about it. And that would that would just tickle me. Yeah. We created, I'd be <laughs> we created the, the latest TikTok trend. <laughs> yeah, there, but you know, it's a, a video of like, yo, it's Shark Week, and then it turns around and there's a dick and a butt, and it's like, ho ho, you know what that means shark week means anal week oh yeah (laughs) oh fuck our intro song the song hanging on by the band nowhere you can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com and our outro song is the song stephanie by the hey fellows you can find them at instagram.com slash the hey fellows you can find them on spotify it's three separate words the hey fellows the patreon is still live Find us at patreon.com slash RFTB. Pledge at the $5 a month level. You get two bonus episodes Three. a month. It's $3 well, a month. $3, $3 a month. I'm fucking stupid. I've been listening. You can give us more if you like us. Yeah. A couple people have. We us, fucking appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> give us 20 Fuck it, man. Yeah. Fucking Sh- Shark Week's coming up. Just 150 bucks a month. Yeah. Just, just pay. Just, just, just pay all of my living costs. Yeah. Just pay that. You really want to support this show. Pay my rent. Check it out. Now you know for a fact 
that uh, at least any of the money that I may end up with uh, from this program is not going to booze. How's that sound? True like ass. That? True ass. We're, we're at about like eight people right now. Nice. Uh, I want to, I want to, like, if we get past 10, I want to, I want to have some kind of thing here. I, like, cause we need to do another merch item. We've talked about this a bit. Maybe yeah. we get an actual tote, some tote bags. Somebody if out there, you're into that idea. Uh, throw something our way. If in you terms own of a like screen ideas printing there, we'll company. Oh, there we go. Oh, fuck. I know some people who do that. Actually, well, fuck yeah. Let's that'll be after the episode. Talk. Let's do that. All right. Patreon it up, folks. It's good. Our second uh, bonus episode is up there, and we're talking about fucking K2 and Spice it's and all that fucked up good. shit from 10 years ago. It's, it's a good really time. funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, wish me luck on this uh, adventure in sobriety. Uh, and uh, I still love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Giant claspers of a bull shark directly into your ass, coming soon to your couch. <laughs> <laughs>